0: Hello. How are you doing? I am Jude Hotep. I am a life coach. I am the Conscious Money Coach. This episode is called Soul Mission, and there is this man from 1894 who wrote this quote that I have to share with you. And he said, I hope one day man will work not merely for bread, but for their very soul. What he meant was that he hopes one day humankind will work not merely to make a living, but for the compelling dreams of their soul. The dreams of your soul is your unique work in the world, your soul mission. Each of us alive has our own peculiar magic in this life, and we can go to the grave with it inside of us, or we can leave every last bit of it on the table knowing that we live this life full out, full throttle, completely all in on our life. And with Conscious Money Creation, this really is the most abundant way to live. By giving every bit of your intellect, your curiosities, your uniqueness to do the work in the world that your soul came here to do. I think about the author Donna Ball. She wrote probably 37 books before she wrote this series that I love and started reading, and she doesn't know I exist. She has no clue that her work has brought me joy, uh, comfort on challenging lonely nights, and her work has inspired me, and it's brought humor into my life and intellectual stimulation. And what if she didn't follow the magic of her own soul? I would not be able to tell you this quote. It still moves me. Ten years after reading this, it still inspires me. So the context of this quote is that she was writing about a forest in North Carolina and, you know, the, the, the everything coming alive and being beautiful and the dew on the plants and the sunshine and just everything so bright with life and teeming with life. And so the quote is, there is such an extravagance of life here, such a determined, fecund, unlimited bounty of possibilities. And this quote just moved me and I took it and I applied it to my own life, thinking about what, thinking about life and my world and the world. And she doesn't know who I am and that she impacted my life and that I am always anticipating the next book in the series that she's still writing, thankfully. And I think about what if she didn't write her magic? What are the reasons that people die with their magic and their work still inside them? There are three reasons why we don't do the work of our souls. The work that lights us up, that we are curious and interested in. The first reason is the social constructs around work and money. We grow up with these ideas about how life should be, that you work hard, you work to make a living. Other outdated motives for making money are working for status, for fame. I encourage you to ask yourself, what you think about work and making money, and questioning if these ideas are your own. The old paradigm of working for a living, I ask you to consider why then do we have the dreams of our soul? Why does your heart want what it wants? The old model of working and money-making can drive an unconscious, unexamined motive for the work that we do in life. This author Alana Fairchild she says one inspired conscious action can be more powerful than years of unfocused unconscious busyness. And I love how she like she hyphenates it busyness. I think so many of us get caught in the work-a-day life, describing ourselves as busy, like priding ourselves on that, never questioning that paradigm, that way of living. That antiquated way You know, idea that we grow up and we go to school and you work a job or you work a career and then you retire and often it's followed by medical issues and ailments and a retirement home and then death. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that is not what I came here to do in this lifetime. Have you ever... Ask yourself, you know, while we have grown up with this construct, I encourage you to ask yourself who chooses the way you live your life. Have you ever asked yourself why you're doing this work you are doing, especially if you're not happy and describe yourself as busy? This is one of the biggest obstacles to doing the work your soul longs to do. Not asking yourself about the social constructs we live under and what you want for your work and your money creation. You get to answer that question for yourself. You get to decide that. You have to examine, you know, we have to examine and dismantle these beliefs for ourselves, especially if we are going to do the work that has significance for us, inspiring ourselves, others, and making income and impact. So we can live by social constructs, by somebody else's opinion of how we should live our life, or we can say, I have my own light. I have my own magic within me that is ever calling me forward with breadcrumbs, ideas, and insights. I'm going to follow that because that's what's true for me. And that's what makes my life meaningful and enjoyable and worth it all. The old societal constructs discount joy completely. And I think this is so interesting. When we think we have to work hard, we don't even question that there's no joy in our work. I mean, think about that. Do you owe it to your one life to let your soul express its unique musical note in this magical symphony of this world? I'm asking (laughs) you. It's it's like a song in a playlist. Your particular song is way different than mine or someone else's, but we need them all in the library, right? One day you might feel like listening to this song. Another day you might feel like listening to that song. You know, your song might have a 12-piece band and... Or in someone else's song is like the Doors, like they didn't have a bass player. Really interesting, you know, I was never a big Doors fan, but they had to innovate the fact that they didn't have a bass player. So the guitar player, I believe, if I recall correctly, he restrung the top string to D, but... Either way, he just had to hammer on that in a certain way and change the way he played to add this consistent bass line to all their songs. And, you know, at that time, that was a very innovative thing to not have a bass player to go against the, the status quo of what a band looks like, how many instruments, that you at least have these three instruments always at a minimum, you know, all these types of ideas about music, and they were very prolific. Are you going to play the the magic of your soul song? Okay, so what if you don't know your soul song? What if you don't know the song of your soul? Which is the second obstacle many of us face to getting on soul mission. And it's what, and it is that question, that question, what's my purpose question? That question. (laughs) What's my purpose? So this is the second obstacle to getting on soul mission. A lot of people get stuck in the life purpose trap. Thinking that it's a grand purpose, that it's you can sum it up in three words, that it'll kind of just come to you in a dream, or you'll just it'll dawn on you, you'll you'll discover it, or you grow up knowing. And some of us do know from seven years old that we want to be a basketball player, or you know, a doctor, or work with children. But so many of us know a handful of things that we love, for which we have a high aptitude, and that's about it. We know we have inclinations. We have whispers and a lot of enjoyment and happiness in different activities, but how we put that all together into a career that creates impact and income is a different journey altogether, right? And that is the secret to being on Soul Mission is that it is a journey. It is an adventure with every turn in the bend waiting to be discovered as if you went on a three week hiking trip in an enchanted wood or you know, Yellowstone National Park. I'm going to the Enchanted Wood, y'all, yo, But you can go to Yellowstone. <laughs> but if you go on a three-week hiking trip to, you know, to Yellowstone National Park, I don't know about you, but when I go on a hiking trip, the funnest part is that I don't know what's going to happen around the bend. You know, I don't know what animal I'm going to encounter. I don't know every curve or stick or is it a steep hill? Is it a incline? Is it a downcline? <laughs> is there tree branches? You know, what what birds are in the forest? Um, just the view, the long view out into the distance and what you'll see, like that's the magic of the trip unfolding as you walk down the trail. It's comforting and entertaining to watch movies you've already seen, but it's exciting and inspiring to watch a movie you've never seen before. And the unique movie script of your life is inside you. It's waiting to be written. And it's just one line at a time. It's not the grand you know, purpose the whole script at once. How do you know if you're on your journey? So if how do you know if you're on soul mission, if you're, if you're walking the trail? The way you know is whether you are following your soul light, if you are doing things that you find curious, intriguing, that you love, that light you up. The magic of your story, of your quest waiting to be utilized, it's already there within you. What I think is fascinating is I witnessed so many people doing the opposite, and in my 20s, I did this too. I turned away from what I loved. I wanted to be an herbalist. And then it came to making money. And I was kind of living under that old social construct. And I just turned away completely away from herbalism. And I you know, I studied it in my spare time and all these years before. But just turned away from that. And that's what I loved at that time in my life. And we do the opposite. We, we turn away from the things we love. And it's that first obstacle of the social constructs that we're conditioned under, thinking that there are only the old ways of making money and, and working. I had a client, she was doing three jobs. She made a huge transformation, massive, to leave like a long-held job. You know, She described it being miserable, in, and while she was happy for the big steps she took to get into these new new jobs, two of them, She described herself as not, as them, as not feeding her soul and was about to add a third that she described as dry and boring. (laughs) And I asked her, you know, what is the work of your soul? And she talked about psychology and helping others. She lit up. You know, she was so excited by it. She was saying sentences like, I love this. This is what I always loved. And yet something inside her made her think that doing dry, boring work she already knew was not her soul work was what she was supposed to do. And she had turned away from what she loved. All the things that you love is the purpose. All the transferable skills from everything you've done in your life that you didn't love, you know, so far, and all the things you did, all the longings of your heart, that's part of the magic of your journey. Because you'll use those in the work you do, and that itself Will be the ever-evolving mission of your life, the trail unfolding. If you think about humans evolving from amoeba to where we are today to where we are today, you can evolve past your fears in this one magical life you have. If you take the word "mission," it's a quest. It's another way to, to say it. A quest is defined um, as a goal or task achieved through an expedition. I don't know about you, but I love some expedition. I love some adventure, some travel, some exploration. Like my favorite thing is to go where I've never been and to do what I've never done. And another way to define quest is a journey made over a long distance in pursuit of a goal. And I love this because if you look at your life as your sole mission in this context, it really takes the pressure off of knowing some grand purpose in advance or the outdated idea of knowing what you want to be when you grow up. Because the soul mission is the journey made over your lifetime in pursuit of the goal of bringing your soul magic to light. When nothing works and we hit closed doors in life and we generate so much negative emotion, um, sometimes we feel less love and connection, sometimes we have anxiety and fear, almost choosing disconnection as a false form of protection, that's how you know you're off soul mission. That's how you know you're not in your true self. My favorite movie is Oscar. So it's this movie, it's a comedy, and it's Sylvester Stallone set in the 1930s. He's a gangster, and his dad's on his deathbed, and so his dad is mad at him and wants him to go straight. So he promised his dad he'll go straight. Now, in one context, this is obviously not a great analogy, but in this context, it's it's funny. And so he promises his dad he'll go straight, but he's not living in his true self, right? So he he really puts the effort in. You know, he hides it, he hires an elocutionist and to work on his speech patterns and he gets involved with the bankers and of course they just want his money and they don't really like him because of his reputation right and so then he has money stolen from him all these antics happen he's trying to look the part and dress a different way and be different than he is and and at the end of the movie in the end he looks up to the sky he's like well I tried you know he just wasn't living in his true self and this often happens is that we don't live in the truth of ourselves and we turn away from what we love and it's such an anathema but so many of us don't even question it right are you really telling the truth of who you are if you're working a job that isn't meaningful to your life another compelling definition of mission can be defined as a trust i love this because look at how you build the muscles of trusting yourself to know what is right for you on your journey, following what you love, if you no longer have the blueprint of the social construct to go by, then what is your blueprint? And it's only the drumbeat of your own heart, the knowing of your soul, and the compass of your love and joy and curiosity and passion and fun, trusting the unfolding itself of the movie of your life that you don't want to know every moment of the journey just due to fear, or where would be the excitement, what would be the point of the journey? And I think many people live in fear of what could happen. And that's the third obstacle to being on soul mission and living a life that really feels significant and magical. The fear. The top reason why people die with their magic still in them is you know fear of what others will think, fear of failing, fear of looking stupid, fear of being wrong, the perfectionism trap. It may be scary to step away from what everybody else thinks is the path, but when we live in it, fear keeps us, many of us a prisoner of never going for what we love or for what makes us happy. Consider this. Since humankind has created time and tracked time, humankind has been at war somewhere on the planet 93% of the time. I find this so thought-provoking in this context. Think about being on your deathbed. If Is what somebody said to you at five or boys in high school or a bad review on your book or 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 whatever you're afraid of you might ask yourself on your deathbed you know why didn't i follow my dreams why didn't i go after them why didn't i go barefoot more often why didn't i dance in the rain fear is driven by our thoughts and and those sentences in our mind are about what could happen We have to dismantle the outdated beliefs about work and making money and get on the journey of this life itself and know that fear is part of the spectrum of our human emotions. While our primitive brain would have us stay in the cave safe from tigers, your soul has dreams and passions and curiosities for a reason. They are the gift of your dream itself when you step onto the trail. There's a a botanical garden in Southern California and it has a, a waterfall a human-sized straw bunny. It has a life-size tic-tac-toe game. I love it. (laughs) And of course it has gorgeous plants and trees and innumerable flowers. Every item there is what makes up the garden as a whole. And your particular soul flower is just as important to humanity's soul garden. I think about the author I shared with you earlier that what if she didn't write her magic? There is such a extravagance of life here such a determined fecund unlimited bounty of possibilities what if she'd been too afraid to put her books out into the world the worst that can happen is already happening if any of these obstacles are keeping you from defining and doing the work you came here to do as a soul living your peculiar magic letting it call you forward to work not just to make a living but to work for your very soul All right, y'all, that's what I got for you today. Until next time, I'm sending you lots of love. I want you to consider these questions. Ask yourself these questions. I will talk to you next time. So much love.